Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mishnayis Shabbos, Perik Yud Tes, Mishnah Gimel, and Mishnah Dalad. And we are still dealing with the laws of Milah. As we noted, Milah, circumcision, overrides Shabbos. But not only that, even Marchit Marachtsin as a cotton bin, bein lefnei hamila, bein liachar hamila. You can wash a baby. Although normally we do not want allow one to wash someone with warm water on Shabbos, one can do so before the Mila and afterwards. And the reason for this is actually for medical reasons, that it, it was assumed that in order for the child to heal appropriately and properly, in order to gain its strength, it needed to ha- uh, to take some sort of bath in warm water. However, since it's Shabbos, do it in a more abnormal way, not in the usual way, so sprinkle the water on him rather than using some sort of kli, some sort of cup, to pour the water on the boy. No, you can wash a kid in a regular, normal way. Not only that, but even on the third day after the Mila, if it falls in Shabbos, meaning if day three, if, uh, if day number three after the circumcision is a Shabbos, which we know is the day, well, as we'll see in a second, when the child is normally, when ordinarily even weaker, you can even wash in the, uh, the kid in normal water then. In, normal, in a normal manner with hot water then. Because as we learned in the story of Shechem, that after he was circumcised, it was the third day after the city of, of, of Shechem was circumcised, that was when Shimon and Levi came and took advantage of the fact that they were all very weak and wiped out all the males of that city. Suffolk, what if there is a doubt about the child? What would the doubt be? So either it's a doubt because we're concerned perhaps this child's not going to outlive the um, outlive into um, into um, to nor- a normal time, meaning we think perhaps he's born in a way he's, it's a suffix, maybe he's not going to survive. So then there's no uh, there's no command to do mila on a baby that it's not going to survive. So if there's no command to do mila on him, so then certainly it's not going to waive the Shabbos prohibition to do Mila on a child that's a suffolk. Similarly, the androgynist, which is someone who has both male and female organs, Ein Michal, and it's a Shabbos, we do not violate Shabbos on their behalf, because we're unsure if there's a mitzvah or not to circumcise them. Yehuda Matir, the androgynist. Yehuda says, no, you do uh, circumcise an androgynist, because the Torah says circumcise every male, that it means everyone who has a male organ. And since this androgynist does have one, since there's a mitzvah to circumcise them, at which point we can even do so on the Shabbos. Mishnah Dalit. What happens is Mishnah Yiloshnetino, because a person has two children, two infants in front of them, and it's a little bit of a, a wild case. Echen Shabbos. Um, and let's, let's even the case would be twins, but they were born in a situation where one was born on Shabbos, one was born even a few minutes later, but Shabbos had already ended. So now eight days later, for one, is going to be on Shabbos, as in the Mila for one, the circumcision for one, is going to have to take place on the Shabbos, whereas the circumcision for the other is going to take place on Sunday morning. And what happens? And he, it seems like he forgot, or he mixed up the children, and he ends up circumcising the one that should have been circumcised on Sunday, but he does so on the Shabbos, as in on the kids and the child's seventh day, which is not a mitzvah at all, as in you've done nothing. The Mila can only take place on the seventh day, on the eighth day, excuse me, and going forward. And since it's on the seventh day, he did nothing but draw blood, therefore Chayib, he's liable, he's obligated to bring a Chathas offering for having violated and desecrated the Shabbos. However, what if that's not the case? Rather, it's Echlem Erev Shabbos. One's eighth day was on Friday. The Echlem Shabbos and the other, the other's uh, 
eighth day was on Shabbos. V'shochemol as shel erev Shabbos to Shabbos, and it seems for whatever reason he only he only got around and he did the mila on both of them. He circumcised both of them on Shabbos itself, as in he he circumcised one of them on the ninth day. Now we know the pasuk says ubiyom hashmini yimo on the eighth day you should do the circumcision. This implies that only if the meal is taking place in the right time, as in, on the eighth day, do we say it overrides Shabbos. But if the meal is not taking place, for whatever reason, let's say a child has a high bilirubin level, and you have to push off the mila, so the ninth day turns out being Shabbos, so we in fact push the mila to the tenth day. This doesn't mean that you can start playing around. You have to do it immediately as soon as you can. I believe the Nodi Behuda has a tshuva where he's very upset where he noticed people start pushing it to more convenient times. He says, no, you can't do that. If it's not on the eighth day, you have to do it as soon as you can do it. But you can't do it on Shabbos. You push it off to Sunday. So here, the person was trying to do the mitzvah, but rather than, do it, than doing the baby's circumcision on the, on the eighth day because he couldn't do so, he does it on the ninth day. And the ninth day is Shabbos. There as well, there as well, he's liable. He's chayiv. Um, Rabbi Elazar says you're obligated in Chathas because ultimately you, the, the, the dispensation to do Milah on Shabbos is, is only when it's on the eighth day. And in this scenario, it's the ninth day, so you were in, were in violation of Shabbos and you didn't have the dispensation that allowed you to do Milah on the Shabbos. However, Yeshua Poter, Yeshua says, no, you're exempt from bringing the Chathas because at the end of the day, you were trying to do a mitzvah. And since you were trying to do a mitzvah, and in fact a mitzvah was performed, as in the mila was good. The mila on the ninth day is good. Again, it's not ideal. It's not in the right time frame. But if in the event you do a meal on the ninth day, I don't want my children to do the meal on the ninth day because he couldn't get one on the eighth day for medical reasons. So a meal on the ninth day is a, is a totally legitimate meal. You were trying to do the mitzvah, and therefore you're not going to be liable for desecrating the Shabbos. Again, lichatchilah. One is not allowed to do the meal on the ninth day if the ninth day falls out on Shabbos, but in the in the event you do, so you're not in violation of Shabbos. And this will be contrast to the first case of our, mitz, our Mishnah, where the milah was done on the seventh day, which was Shabbos, and there you didn't even perform a mitzvah because there's no such thing as a milah prior to day number eight. I wish you all a wonderful day.